Wait a minute, your parents are there now too? Oh, oh yes, yes. everybody's here. Cousins are next, wait for it. <laughs> Welcome to Woman Up. Today we are going to be chatting with another sister duo, and they are pretty damn rad. That's right. We're sitting down with Dez and Lindsay Malenka, and Dez is a former CTV news anchor, and she's now in business with her really rad sister, and they are, they're killing it. They are killing it, and they're just so full of hope and inspiration. The fact that they see each other every day and are still they still like, like each other. They, oh, do we like each other? We do like each other. Okay, we do. Um, so sit back, listen to their inspiring story of really going all in on themselves, but also having an amazing impact in our community. Let's sit down and woman up with Des and Lindsay. Hello, Des and Lindsay Malenka. Hi, guys. Hello. We've got our other sister duo in the house, the true sister brand podcast today. It is. It's going to be sister talk today. I love I it. I can't wait. This is... Aww. Aren't we lucky, though? We, we are, are really so lucky. lucky. How much time... Like, you, I wish people could see you at home right now because you basically have your foreheads together to I do know. this podcast. It's amazing. I love it. Um, so we have Des and Lindsay Malenka. They are co-owners of Wear the Care and also... The Creative Hive in Edmonton. And if you don't know what the Creative Hive is, it was like one of really one of the OG um, networking uh, WeWork spaces before that was even a thing, which I think is so rad. Yeah, it was definitely uh, before that was a thing. And we're only missing the non-sister part of our, our duo is actually a trio because it includes <laughs> a Mike Ty, who was one of the, who was the guy that was standing in the warehouse. We love Mike. Who was standing in the warehouse yeah. and decided that we could do this crazy thing. And it's because of his belief in all of those things that where the care is even possible because as you oh, ladies wow. know, starting clothing things, you know, it doesn't just happen out of thin air. It takes a lot of investment and time. So yeah, but it's okay. Okay, well, let's talk about where the care first. Because Wear the Care is really close to your heart, too, because really you've set off on this mission of community and impact, which I think is like Laura and I really, really admire. So what is Wear the Care and what big things are you doing right now? So for us, honestly, Wear the Care never started out to be its own entity. Nope. That was never the intention of it. It was more so. How did it start? It was just a fun give back that we were doing to the Hive. So we'd, or Des and Mike, really, had created such an amazing little community here and we wanted to give back to that community. So we started the I Am Enough shirts, and then we did a portion of all sales, went to the Nine Hagerty Center for the Arts, and we just thought it would be fun little give backs we would do every, you know, six months or so, and just give back to the community. And it just kind of flew. Like, people loved them. They loved the shirts and yeah. the quality and the saints, and so it kind of snowballed unintentionally. <laughs> that's kind that of so cool, where the though. best things come, right, from the unintentional mm -hmm. idea of it. And also, you know, where the care, that's how it started, but it was... We have this beautiful space and we love to share it with people. And we have an across the board nonprofit rate, but it isn't renting a community hall, right? So it's not $300 right. for a night. It just isn't. That's that it's worth and mm -hmm. keep it open is much more than that. So we couldn't give it to everybody that wanted to use it. So our way to help was to give them some dollars. And if they chose to use it at the hive or anywhere else, it gave them that ability to do that. Oh, that's amazing. Like, where did, was it difficult to come up with a business plan or a practice that made sense? Like how, how much trial and error went into that? I'll let you know when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> the day is always evolving. Yeah. 
So much trial and error because at first it was finding the right product, right? And we couldn't find what we wanted. So Lindsay actually created a blending together, some different fabric choices. Like the I Am Enough and the Love shirts, it's not just an off-the-rack shirt. The, the sleeve lengths were designed. The cut of the sleeves, the cuffs were designed. All of those things I can tell you about because she's told me and I do all the talking, but I didn't actually. (laughs) But it was, it was more than that. Perfect sister. Right. It was finding what worked. And then I didn't know if anybody would like it. Did you know? I mean, it was meant to just be fun. It really was. Yeah. We were both kind of shocked. We were doing, we're like, we'll do one order. We'll see what happens. Then we'll move on to the next one. But they sold so fast. That we were like calling our manufacturer, like, how quickly can we get more shirts in? We're like, they are flying off the shelves. So, it, yeah, it would oh, shock us. Dream. However, that has not always been the case with everything. And as you learn and grow, you hit those bumps and speed bumps along the way. But the core value of it to give back and to do something good with it, don't get me wrong, it's a for profit company. Right. Things aren't operating completely out of the goodness of our hearts. It's a for-profit company, but the intention is to give back to community while creating jobs for other people. I love that you just called that out. I think that is so important because you're still women in business. You're still, you're still looking to fulfill, um, check box, if you will, in your career path. And that is not, that doesn't come for free. And kudos to those that can do it for free, but we all have to eat. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) At what point did you say like where the care is more than we thought? Like at what point did you hit that marker? I think last year was your big dive in. So it was a year yeah. ago because Lindsay left. You, you, I'm going to set you up. Yeah. You left full-time job. <laughs> she left a full-time job, as we all have at some point, but hers was last yeah. year. And that yeah. was the tipping point, I think. Yes. What were you doing, Lindsay? So I was working for PCL Construction. I actually worked there for 10 years, uh, doing graphic design, working with their communications team, like very stable income, you know what you're getting every month, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh And so it was terrifying to me. She's like, you can totally do it. I was just like, uh, we talked about it for like a year. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like it's such a huge job and there's so many what ifs. And finally I was just like, you know what? It's kind of now or never. And we really needed that time to invest it into the company or we'd never know if it could fly. So remember that nine to five job you once had, Lindsay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's that again? (laughs) Yeah, it terrifies me. It's still a nine to five. She's just enjoying it now. <laughs> and that's just it. It's funny. I, like every day I wake up, I'm excited to come to the hive. Like, can't yeah. wait. Mm-hmm. I get to see Des every day. And really, it's a whole family affair now. My mom and dad are both here as well. So it's like I can see my entire family every day. It's a win. I love it. Wait a minute. Your parents are there now too? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody's here. Cousins are next. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do I get adopted here? This is amazing. <laughs> Some families don't want to see each other at all, and you guys are like, let's all yeah, my be parents in live. My parents live with us, too. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. I know. Has it's it a heart test- attack for many people. <laughs> yeah. Has it tested your relationship with your uh, sisters or as the dynamic of the family? They no. just haven't been doing it long enough. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I'm hey, we okay. No, because my parents have run businesses their whole lives, off and on, right. and so they know what they're doing. Yeah. They let us do what we need to do. Actually, they they just they're here to support in any way. And between the two of us, we we're very well aware of what each of us can and can't do. Yeah, we're very well lane. aware that we'll, exactly. I think that's such a valid point too. And we get asked all the time by people who are even going into business with partnerships, let alone siblings. How do I make this work? How do I do this without sacrificing, sacrificing. relationship? Yeah. yeah. And that's one big thing that we say too. 
we and it's funny like the different roles that we've kind of had in each other's like business side of things where like she's the one who's always like you got this you can do this because I don't do well with like mm. the public speaking and that is not my jam and Des can go on tangents like they're gonna do this and this and like I gotta rein her in some days and be like okay <laughs> yes well love it, let's, but baby steps here <laughs> let's dive into that a little bit because if you don't know Des Malenka's name um she does you had a very long broadcasting career here in Edmonton People did know you on the streets. You, This was um, a passion of yours. You were really in the community. Why did you give that up? Well, you know, and I listened to your first podcast, and I was a fan of yours before I even fully started doing this, too, and watching you do what you do best. Thank and you, it, does. And at the heart of all of it, and even in your story, it was the story of people. And I loved it. I was obsessive. I could care less about the being on TV part. That was that was always you had to do that part to do the stories. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's one percent of what you do. Ninety nine percent is everything else. So I loved being in it. I loved the people in the communities. But it got to a point for me where I didn't want to just talk about the people doing things. I needed to do them. Right. I didn't want to just feature all the incredible people doing amazing things. I wanted to stand next to them and cheer for them out loud. I wanted to be a part of it. And I needed to know if it was all just in my head or if I could do the crazy things alongside them. Do you feel like there's something innate? Like, So I, I, I really see myself reflected in you, Des, mm-hmm. because I feel like personality-wise, I'm just <laughs> the two, the four of us sitting here, I definitely resonate with what you're saying. And of course, I do have a background in television as well. But there's something about, I don't know, like putting yourself out there and seeing if you can fly. And is that is that inherent with the business that we came from? Or why do you think that's in, ingrained in our souls? I think because we both maybe had the entrepreneurship gene too. Because I do believe yeah. it's that. Because it takes a whole bunch more work. I don't necessarily know what's coming on the 15th and the 31st of the month as far as right? I think. There's definitely no, you know, benefit plans and all. So you take that out of it. You have to have that little bit of cray-cray in you mm-hmm. to, yes. to do this. And so you yep. take that with with the ability on the journalism side and what I always loved about it is that it took down barriers. I could knock on a door and ask a question. Right? I could, right? Like you put me in a networking thing and give me a list of people I need to talk to with what I need to get out of them. I'm mm-hmm. golden. You're but gold. if you put yep. me in a room and just say, go visit. Not a chance. <laughs> and that's where, Not a do you chance. have social anxiety? I have it without a plan. Me too. <laughs> me too. Ask Laura. I cannot, I can, they always laugh at me because I sit in the front seat of the taxi. She's like, ask Laura, and I'm like, what, really? Well, I sit in the front seat of the taxi, and I talk to the driver about his life and why he's here, and I, like, they're like, oh my god, you're interviewing the taxi driver. It is hilarious, you guys. But I, by the time she gets out of that cab, she knows whoever, their name, their spouse, their children, where they're going to school in the fall, like, she knows it all. But I love that because I was, it was like storytelling, right? But if you put me in a room without a plan or a mission, if you will, I feel like I'm going to like self-implode. Yes. And I don't want to be there. I don't see the point of it. It's yeah. not doing anything for me. I would much rather be in my sweatpants watching whatever. Well, it's also the yeah. season of life where we're like, yeah, fuck it all. Yeah. We're but do Lindsay, what we do. <laughs> Lindsay's the exact opposite. Even with a mission plan and ah. stuff, getting her into any rooms, just once she's in there and she goes, she can talk to people. But getting Amazing. her there is hard. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's the same for Laura. Yeah, I'm closer to Lindsay for sure. 
but yeah the pep talk is required and yeah it's not my jam it's not something I easily do I it's a struggle but I love that you're putting yourself out there and you're trying this even though Mm -hmm. you can clearly say this is not my jam this is not my comfort zone it's really difficult for me and yet you use your support which is Des and she gets you there and you're breaking down those barriers because of it. But and honestly, I don't think I could do that without doing this with you. I really don't. And she knows that. We've had this conversation many times. Like, like I don't mm-hmm. think I would physically be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So it really, it's pushed me a lot. And I think I've I've come a long way with you it have, so far. We were two minutes yeah. before I walked out of the room. And she's like, I don't, I don't really need to do this. I don't need to be on the bar. I, what am I going to say? I'm like, you'll be fine. Just sit. Uh-huh. Just sit. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, what are they Just asking? sit. I will hold your hand. Okay. We've got you. <laughs> Woman Up. It's more than a podcast or a play on words. It's for the woman who's killing it, who's showing up as her confident, badass self. And it's also for the woman going through a hard time, a divorce, grief, transformation. However you define or identify with woman, you're welcome in the sisterhood. It's an opportunity to change the narrative. The sister brand's trademark Woman Up apparel is the OG official merch. Check back often with new styles being released all the time. So go ahead and grab your trademarked, inclusive-sized Woman Up merch only at thesisterbrand.com. Gift yourself, gift your friends. That's thesisterbrand.com. Let's talk about the Creative Hive and running such an amazing facility that, I don't know, I think it's just a neat concept to have all of these different businesses under one roof. But then also you have Wear the Care and you have this event space that you host amazing weddings. And tell us about running that kind of caliber of space. Well, you know, it's an ever-evolving thing because the Creative Hive was actually designed. So Mike Tynick, obviously coming from the media background, we wanted to do our own stories and share stories. But as with anything, you kind of have to prove who you are outside of where you kind of came from. So video production was a harder start for us because it's 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 cost dollars to create a good video. And so in the meantime, people fell in love with kind of the space we created. And we took a space that where they were redoing front-end loaders it smelled bad. It looked bad. <laughs> like the smell, I can still, I can still smell it if I think about it. It was so bad oh in gosh. here. But it kind of became a happenstance event workshop, that kind of space. And, you know, when we started the business, we went through and got our permits and zoning and all of those things, you know, did the little checklist of things. But I want to caution all business when you do this, really look into it because there is a huge difference between zoning and building permits. They might go hand in hand, but you can't do one without the other. And if one signs off without doing inspections, like there's just, it can bring up a lot of issues. And that is what we've run into some city issues in regards to that. And so we're working through those. And that's a beautiful thing is you can work through them and it's going to create some incredible changes here at the Hive. And I cannot wait to share them with so Ooh. many people. But Ooh. changes are coming. Changes are <laughs> always coming. And that's where I was leading with right? this is to be open to that change because we started mm-hmm. this to do video production. But off the top, that wasn't happening easily or quickly. So when people wanted to use it as events, we learned how to do that. And we shifted our focus to do that. When that kind of got itself going, COVID hit. We couldn't have events at all. Everything closed down. And so we leaned more on the video side. Now that COVID has, you know, we're living with COVID. I can't say that it's over. But we're living with that idea is that now we're keeping our focus on the video. And we have the right people in place to do the events. Because our passion is personal passion is seeing people come together and building that community running the events is not something you want me doing fair enough is it what's the most rewarding part about your job that it's here 
Like I, I, I walk mm. in some days and sometimes I will come to the hive just because I need to be here. There's something about the space and the place and the feeling when you walk in the front door that is going to be okay. I can attest to that because just even walking into the hive myself, I just, I don't want to leave. I'm like, this place is magical. There's something about it. I think everyone there is there because they want to be there and they are driven and Mm -hmm. they are trying to succeed and they are giving it their all and they are connecting with everyone there and they're really creating a community and you walk in and everyone is with greeting you with a smile and a hello and it's a really cool environment. Yeah. And you're welcome for the free commercial. (laughs) There's so many amazing businesses here that are renting offices and it's really neat to see them all come together as well. And now they all work together on side projects. And it really is this little hub of amazing creative people that are thriving together. And the whole concept behind the Creative Hive and everybody here is that we want to change the definition of creative, meaning that, you know, you think of creative, you think of an artist or a painter or a photographer, but we have an architect who's creative in what he does. There are real estate agents here who are so creative in how they approach what they do. Mm. This idea that there is creativity in everything. And if you look for the creative, you can find things. And that's how where the care came about. And listening to your podcast and what you guys do, that creativity un- flows in everything that you're doing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right? That, it is everything. There's that river through it all. Absolutely. And even, you know, you talk a little bit about evolving and changing and being open to opportunity. I mean, we couldn't agree with you more. You have If you're not changing you're staying still like you're stagnant in in our opinion like that is the biggest key that we've taken from the last three years in business is that we are constantly changing and evolving yeah um what would you tell uh the entrepreneur out there listening right now who's just like damn i'm stuck i'd say lean into your the people you you look at as your competitors because they're not Mm. i have this and maybe it's completely ass backwards, but I have this fucking idea that if we lifted everybody up to this level, then we'd all be here to right. help each other. Like if we lifted everyone up high, then everyone's high enough to help each other. But if we start knocking everybody down, then there's no point. There's no one left around to help you. So lean in. I mean, there are some other incredibly amazing companies in the city that do video production. I have called them to ask for help, or I have said, you should use this person. That's not our specialty. That's their specialty. Right. And it goes back and forth. It's like the women against women. I don't believe that. I don't even subscribe to that. No. If you're mean and you're not going to be nice and you're going to be a jerk, then I don't want to work with you. You're out. You're done. For sure. And I matter. think when you're operating at that level, it cha- it is the game changer, I think. Mm-hmm. you. I mean, everybody's like, it's so cliche. It's community over competition. I'm like, no, it's damn true. Because when you're ready to support and uplift those other women in business, people in business, um, yeah, everything changes. It's just like a switch, right? It does. And I think that's true confidence is -hmm. when you can stand next to Mm -hmm. anybody, no matter who they are Mm -hmm. and not feel like there's a competition Mm -hmm. that you can support them. Because I think that when the whole idea of knocking someone down is just because of lack of confidence in yourself. No, you're looking to build yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you have two people that paint with the same color, they're going to paint it differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, there's a lot of people doing clothing. There's two sitting right here, right? Like women up and it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's a beautiful thing in each one and they have a different message and involved and there's different things behind them so that you can support them and you can lift them up along the way. And that's what Lindsay has always bought into. She does that even more so than I do. She's got that kind meter that just kind of goes in the patience <laughs> level. Aww. So you need those things, but you also have to be realistic. No one over here is yeah. rolling in it. So we are learning and we are still carving out every part of our business to make sure that it stays a business that is profitable and sustainable and has scalability. Because at the end of the day, loving it and working seven days a week will only take you so far. 
Well, yeah, because then, you know, like we, we've we even struggled with that over the few years is like you have these ebbs and flows of cash flow. And is it is it just a glorified hobby? And right. you start questioning yourself. But I think that's also betting on yourself and saying, no, I know what we have here is valuable and I'm going to fight to the death for it. But ask and take a yeah. chance. Like I, yeah. when when COVID first hit, I will tell you, Mike and Chad and I were sitting in a room and like, we're like we fucked. Like, what are we going to do? We've created a happenstance <laughs> event space and we can't have anybody here. And so what are you going to do? And then Jody Carrington calls and has this idea for a little broadcast. And I'm like, absolutely. We, we, I understand what you want to do. We have never done that. Not a clue, but I'm yep. pretty sure we can learn. And we, we happen to have a large amount of time in our hands. And so we did. <laughs> and that gave other people confidence in us. And so it just trickles down, right? To Give those people a chance if you see something in them to do it. And I hope that we can do that for more people too. That's beautiful, actually. Mm-hmm. And Jody's like the biggest cheerleader ever mm-hmm. out yeah, there. She's the best. What what do you think was your woman up moment for each of you? Walking out of CTV. <laughs> and not badly. Uh, I loved them. I loved no, I loved all the people I know you there. Did. I still love all the people there. I still talk to them regularly. But it was just the that's it. I'm saying it. I'm not just saying it. I'm womaning up and yeah. I'm doing it. It was your time. Yeah. And did you have the space yet for the Creative Hive? Did you – was that already rolling? It was. I was never really good at doing one thing. And you've got to – I I sense that you're the same. I, I My entire mm-hmm. life, I don't think I did one thing. So I have my interior design certificates and stuff too because I got bored when I was in Yorkton doing CTV just there. Because it was – you know, you still didn't have as much responsibility. So I just did that on the side. And then we had um, uh, other few little companies here and there that we buy, do different things. So I never really could just do one thing. It wasn't really in me. But I never it's would totally commit me. enough mm-hmm. to like fully go in. Just dabbled. Yeah. Dabbled. Mike and I had stored some video stuff here because we were doing a few videos on the side. And then the space opened up and we were in full renovation before I ever. I will never forget that day that you brought me here. She brings me here to like where the little tiny offices. So we're me and Des, our offices in the back there. That was all they had originally. And so we come in and there's people working on vehicles in the main bay where the event space is now. And there's like oil and and you can smell it. I'm like, what? And she's like, this is my vision. I was like, you're off your fucking mind. She's like, can't you see it? Like, no, like, no. <laughs> and lo and behold, <laughs> I was like, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry. We can do this. She's like, do you have any money? I was like, Lindsay. No. <laughs> money. The voice Isn't of it reason. Funny, though, how... <laughs> Isn't it interesting how, though, you know, you say you dabble, you're the same as me. You've worn a million hats. But now the creative hive is a reflection of that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. It really is. I love it. I love walking down here. I mm-hmm. actually work from home one day a week minimum just so I can get work done because there's so many people here that I always end up visiting the whole day away. And then I have a, a mountain hour. of work. It's a revolving door, our office. Mm-hmm. It never fails. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to have it, though. Lindsay, what was your woman up moment? Honestly, mine, very similar, leaving a stable job. Mm-hmm. I, I love the people, yeah. all of that. But I think it went from then being what you said before, kind of like your hobby to something that we're actually, Mm -hmm. you know, it's full-time. So that was my big woman up moment. Like, we're doing this, we're jumping in, and see what happens. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I work at Tim Hortons. So we can all, we can all. Starbucks, I even could write my name properly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What what would be, what would be your Starbucks name? Oh. 
If you went, if you go in, my my kid asks me this all the time. She's like, "Why do you give people your real name?" I'm like, "That's oh, you're the right. thing that I you're should, supposed to do. I should do like, something live out else. Your your counterpart, your alter ego, Starbucks, Kenzie Star." You think I'm joking. When I was 10 years old, I got a license plate made that said Mackenzie Star for when I was famous on Broadway. Okay, so now it's your job to go to Starbucks and say that's your name. Yeah, post it. Hashtag <laughs> woman up. I can't wait. Done. What would yours be, Lindsay? Oh my, what would mine be? Oh my God. Des is going to have to name you. It'd be Des Malenka. <laughs> <laughs> that be good. Just joke. That's funny. The lady will be like, you're not Des Malenka. <laughs> <laughs> no oh one actually goodness. knows who we are. You know oh, that, right? stop. <laughs> they do too. Do you know how many times when she was actually on CTV, like people didn't know her? Yeah. And we'd go like grocery shopping together, and the lady at the checkout, they'd be looking at her, and you could tell that there was like, I know you, but I right. don't know why I know you. And they'd finally be like, okay, like, where are you from? Like, you know, do you live around here? Like, I feel like I know you. And she'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I get that a lot, though. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's I right. It. Like, tell her. <laughs> and they'd even go as far as asking her, like, are you the girl from CTV? And she'd be like, no, but we do look a lot alike, hey? <laughs> Stop talking to me now. <laughs> I would only get recognized when I was walking through Walmart with, like, a jumbo pack of tampons in my sweats. And it's, like, I don't know, 2009 or 2005. And every time like it never failed as, soon, as long as I looked my worst and felt my worst I would get recognized and people would be like can, can I get a picture can I t-? like no no you cannot and, and you, like you just you don't know how to react in them but it was always when I was carrying like a massive box of tampons you should have taken the picture though because when you're walking away they probably took it are you on one of those Walmart lists you know those ones that like, would make me Walmart. so happy actually if that exists out there please send it I would want to hear it what do you guys think about asking people for help. I always found that that was the biggest thing and people say don't ask them but I found everybody I have asked for help like if you were going to start out oh I don't want to tell anybody my secrets or I don't want to ask for help. I have found everybody I have ever asked is open to helping if you mm-hmm. ask them. Isn't that an interesting question? Laura and I like I think we're big proponents of Absolutely. asking the questions and we when we were starting our business we were like well you know as researchers like my brain was just wired for that. But yeah, I have, I feel like ask the damn question. I feel like so many people see it as a sign of weakness that I don't know the answer mm-hmm. and I should know the answer. Mm-hmm. And so then if I'm asking for help, then it's, it's a weakness in yeah. me as opposed to it being actually a, a really good strength. My biggest thing even right now is to say like, I'm sorry, I don't know what that <laughs> yeah. is. Can you tell me? Yeah. And I'm not embarrassed to say that anymore. Whereas, you know what? Honestly, a decade ago, I would have been embarrassed. And I think that's just yeah. as we evolve. Are you like smiling, nodding, like on your phone? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> uh, I still Google the shit out. I can't watch a TV show without Googling everything I see. So yeah, no, I hear you there. What do you like? We did a video with some really academic people, and as she's talking, I'm writing down words that I do not know, and I can get the gist of what's happening through the whole conversation. And I googled it after, and I was like, oh, pretty close. put that that in my repertoire (laughs) two new words I love it well thank you for being on Woman Up ladies you're such an inspiration we love getting to know you and working with you and just being around you so cheers to you cheers to you thank you cheers (laughs) thanks guys Thank you to Des and Lindsay for being on Woman Up today. And thank you for listening. You know, it makes a big difference to us when you rate, review, or share our podcast. We can see that you're doing it and we are thankful. You know who else we're thankful to? 
our Podfather. Hello, Podfather. Podfather Doug Downs. He's always behind the scenes, and we are thankful to him at Stories and Strategies. That's it for today. We will chat with you next time. Thank you.